Well, hello there. It's time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and let me wish you a happy new year. With that in mind, we're going to talk about the importance of knowing your family's health history. And now that the holidays are coming to a close, how do we get this new year off to a healthy start? You know, I noticed a lot this holiday season. Many seniors are isolated and lonely still. We've got some answers, and we know we can take care of business here with that. And maintaining your mental health through the end of the year blues and into the new year. How do we do that? Well, we're going to find out answers to all of these questions coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable. So do me a favor. Stay right there. This is the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network, and you are listening to the Florida Roundtable. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green Specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. It's the Florida Roundtable, and the holidays are almost behind us. So close, but that doesn't mean that your mental health is there and all in check, especially after family and friends and gatherings. So with that in mind, and also we need to know health history, but we're going to find that out in a second. First, let's introduce our guest, nurse practitioner Tarek Kalise. There it is. Tarek Kalise, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Of course. This is always so important, especially when we talk about mental health and any kind of health issues. I want to be right there on the forefront helping out our listeners because they range in ages from infancy all the way to the last few steps of their lives. And it's a very important deal to make sure, first and foremost, Tara, that your mental health and well-being held up this holiday. So what kind of things are we looking for? Well, with Mental health, primarily we want to make sure that 
people feel like they're having good connections with their friends and families around the holidays, that they can enjoy themselves and that they feel comfortable bringing up any issues they might have with their families, loved ones, and also their healthcare providers. Oh, okay. So a great time to uh, to talk to friends and family. Again, mostly family about anything that might be hereditary, little claws. You know, my grandmother once said about my uh, my uncle that he was uh, he was lazy, and that wasn't really what it was. He actually suffered from clinical depression, and he was so bad that they put him into the hospital. But his his uh, his diagnosis, as per grandmother, was he's lazy. You see, and we didn't learn anything about that history until years, decades later. And and tell us about the importance. Uh, not that my story didn't tell you, but tell us about the importance of sharing your man- your health histories. Well, health history is very important because as a healthcare provider, it gives us a starting point for looking at somebody's health. The state of their health can be influenced by both their genetics as well as their personal lifestyle. So somebody has in their family a lot of instances of cancer or heart disease or maybe a genetic disease that can influence how they live their life and things that I as a healthcare provider would want them to be aware of. I see. This is Tara Kalise. She's with me today. We were talking about uh, the importance of knowing your health history and common side effects, frankly, of holiday season, heightened levels of depression, anxiety, stress, and then it leads to unhealthy behaviors such as, Tara? Unhealthy behaviors around the the holidays include eating too much of the wrong food, specifically not exercising as much. Um, People are doing things they normally wouldn't do around the holidays. They might they may be smoking or drinking too much. Plus, a lot of times people have a lot of stress around the holidays, and stress can be negative or it can be, you know, things that are just exhilarating or activity, and that puts a stress on maybe their routine and they're not sleeping as well, and they have travel plans that don't pan out the way we expect them to. Well, you ain't kidding. <laughs> A lot of those travel plans and stuff went sideways because of the weather and, of course, the added stress of the weather, the chills, the cold, the family coming up from Puerto Rico and saying, we don't need no jackets. Thank you. That was great. So there we were out during the holidays searching for heavy coats. (laughs) Talk about stress. Yes. So what questions, frankly, what questions do – and you could start out because we're going to have to take a break shortly. Um, Do we need to ask about our family health history? And is there a specific time or situation that might be better to sit down and talk? Well, you know, with family health history, the holidays is kind of a good time when we start maybe seeing a lot more of our family members and we can start approaching the subject – as hey what did what did grandma have when she got really sick or you know whatever happened to you know this family member or that and so sometimes these can be awkward conversations for people to have especially if their family dynamic isn't one where they share a lot of these personal details but primarily we're looking at instances of cancer Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, uh, we're talking with Tara Kalise. She's a nurse practitioner with WellMed, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable. 
world-class fishing, crystal blue waters, endless sunshine. There's so much about Florida's waterways to enjoy. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission encourages you to take part in the National Spring Aboard campaign and take a boating safety course today. You can take the course in a classroom or online. Just make sure you take a course. The knowledge gained by taking a course will make you and your family and friends safer and allow you to have more fun out on the water. To learn more, visit Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. Right now, we're talking with well-med nurse practitioner, Tara Kalish. I got it all right that time. Yeah, give me a yes. And we're talking about, well, a lot of things, but mainly talking about your health history with your family. Very important. And the holidays are a great time to do it. Actually, anytime. Now is the best time. So with that in mind, uh, we were uh, talking about family health history, what we should talk about. You were talking cancer. What about mental health issues, such as grandmother's brother who is lazy? Well, mental health is, is a good topic to talk about as far as family health history, because a lot of times things like depression or anxiety can run in the family. And I know that we at WellMed look at mental health as just as important as physical health. So if, if you do have a relative that you think, gee, did that uncle have some sort of mental health problem or, you know, another family member, it's kind of good to know because those are things that we do screenings for sure. as part of our office visits. And it's becoming more common to start talking about that. There are different options for treating those things. But you got to know, be, but you have to know, you know, you have to know. So it, it doesn't hurt to start bringing up these topics with your healthcare provider. And a lot of times people don't feel comfortable talking about those things with their own family, but it can be a starting point to notice things within your own family that may start a conversation with your healthcare person. Very good. Family health history, very important. But what happens, and just curveball coming your way, uh, I have several friends who uh, have adopted. 
And I know that they would love to have the family history. Is there something that they can do DNA-wise or a test that they can do to find out if their kids are subject to anything genetically? So there, there are the 23andMe type things where people do check their own genetics. That's a good starting point for some people. But really for people that don't have any sort of known family history, um, living a good, healthy lifestyle is something we recommend for everybody. So regardless of people's family health histories, there are good living practices that we encourage in our patients, whether that's following a good diet or getting regular exercise, stress reduction, plenty of sleep, and getting regular visits in with your healthcare provider to check on all the routine things, starting that at a young enough age to get a good baseline for yourself. I see. Okay. All right. So with this in mind now, again, folks, we're talking about your well-being, your mental health, and talking about your family's health history, not just during the holidays, but anytime. As I used an example, Tara, my grandmother was long past before we actually found the explanation of her, uh, of her step-uncle and my uncle, um, and, you know, the lazy thing. And I never understood, and I just, you know, as a child, you're like, oh, okay, I don't really know what that means. But then when things started to go a little sideways with myself and my own mental issues, finally it comes out, oh, yeah, well, Uncle Dave, you know, he was in the hospital for that. He just was so this and that. And I was like, wait, Grandma just said he was lazy. Boy, did I feel stupid. So, I mean, these are, this is problematic. Do you find that that has happened in a lot of families' health histories, that they've just dismissed things or not talked about it? Yes, oftentimes we have patients that, and even in my own family, things will happen to a patient or somebody in the family, and they'll say, oh, yeah, didn't you know that Uncle Fred had that? No, it is. Or, <laughs> or I've had patients have things happen to themselves, and they talk to their brother, and they say, oh, yeah, I, I had that, too, a year ago. So. These are things that, you know, people need to update their families. And as, as something you can do for your own family, if something happens to you personally, it's not a bad idea to inform your other family members about what's going on. Oftentimes we find things with our patients because they say, hey, I have a family member that had this happen to them. Can you check me out for that? So these are things that can spur a discussion at the next office visit with people. Yeah, see, that's perfect. Now, my grandmother got cancer, uh, breast cancer also, and um, she, you know, she did not have any screenings. It was back in the early 60s. But when I went in to get tested at the age of like 40, they said, you're not old enough yet. That's bad. There's a history already in my family, right? Yes, so sometimes we have screenings for certain forms of cancer that will start earlier because people have that family history. Good. So it's a good thing to, of course, do the screenings at the recommended time, but also as the healthcare provider, you also look at that person's personal family history because we might do a colon cancer earlier if they've had 
a relative that got diagnosed at a young age. Exactly. Yes. Or somebody that has breast cancer and all their female family members on one side. We're talking with Tara Kalish. She's from WellMed in uh, you know, at the Land O'Lakes location. Is that correct? Good for yes. you. I like that out there. Talking kind of about family history and getting the health uh, information out there because I know you can't change things, but maybe we could do something healthier. Um, what kind of choices would we make to, to live healthier if we, regardless? What should we do? So there are a lot of things that you can mitigate. For example, a lot of people have diabetes that runs in the family. If you know that that's a very strong genetic component for yourself, you can start living a healthy diet early on to avoid that. Um, people that have a family history of cardiovascular disease might decide that they're going to be a little more attentive to their diet and exercise than somebody that may have an average risk of cardiovascular disease in their family. So what actions, again, do I need to take based on my family history? Again, a cancer screening of sorts, if there's cancer in the family, diabetes checks, things like that? So getting an annual exam at minimum with lab work to screen for things like diabetes, high cholesterol, doing your health screenings as recommended by your doctor or nurse practitioner or physician assistant. Um, and then having that discussion with the provider as things change in your family. If you have an update, make sure we're aware of that so that you can incorporate that into the plan personally. Wow, good information coming from Tara Calise out of WellMed. It really is important knowing your family history. And again, if you are adopted, because someone's always going to throw that one in the mix, well, I don't know my family history. Well, there are ways. You can at least, uh, 23andMe, it can be problematic. Uh, we know that. We've seen it happen. But it also can give so much good information for you about everything, where you're from, um, down to the, the smallest bits of DNA and RNA. Now, um, Tara, let me just one more thing before we, we head out of here. Um, tobacco use. We got tips for, for, not, uh, for quitting smoking, right? We got tips for eating better. We have all these wonderful things that come out. But more importantly, we just got to get to the doctor at least once a year, right? Yes, at least once a year. Most people have access to at least, if they have insurance, at least one preventive care visit per year. So that's really, really important so that you have that baseline and you can compare year-over-year year results. Mm -hmm. You did and You did say a key word. You said a key word, and a lot of my listeners are uh, either they're in Medicaid and Medicare. That's fine. They can be covered there. But a lot of my listeners don't have the uh, insurance. So best thing to do is to go to your county health, uh, your county health. What, what would you do? Um, yes, there are, there are county health departments that can help. There are free clinics. There are clinics that offer a reduced rate. And then a lot of times you'll see community health fairs that can provide services. You can check blood pressures if you go into a store. Um, it, and, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who don't have access to resources that others have. So at minimum, as soon as you do have access to some form of insurance, 
please make use of it. Right. Get on the stick, people. Seriously. If you have the insurance, use it. If you don't, utilize the community and, and hospital provided. A lot of hospitals are faith-based as well. You, you just have to open the doors and, and find out. Like if you want to be around for a while for your kids and your grandkids, these are discussions you need to have also. This family health history is very important. Actually, real quick on a recap, how will my history affect my kids or my future children as well? So definitely, if you have children, share your family history with them and make sure that they understand what kind of health conditions you have. But as far as you know, passing on good genes, if you can live the best life you can live, that's going to make sure that you maximize your health and that you're around for your family for a very long time. Tara, how'd you get into this business of health? How long you've been doing what you're doing? Well, my father was a family um, physician and my mom was his nurse. And so I kind of grew up in that sort of environment. Um, and I actually first went to school business and then I later went back and became a nurse and went on to become a nurse practitioner. So this has kind of been my, my life since birth. Seems um, like you were born into it, yes. What is the difference between a nurse and a nurse practitioner, please? So a nurse practitioner has at minimum a master's degree and we are trained to diagnose and treat medical conditions. Oh. Um, my training was in primary care for families. So I can see patients, you know, as, as young as children up to adults, but right now I work for WellMed and we see adults. Wow. So we we provide primary care medications for most of our patients, follow their chronic conditions, and then get them to the right specialist and get the test they need. I see. See, it looks like you were not only born into it, but you were meant to be there. So in the healthcare <laughs> industry, most definitely. So we've been talking with Tara Kalise, and my stuff just changed. Right There we go. We've been talking to Tara Kalise from WellMed. She just told you she's a nurse practitioner. Basically, she's a doctor. <laughs> I mean, basically, you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah, you just can't perform surgery, but you probably could. I, I get this about you. But it's very important to get your family health history and also get your mental health and well-being together. Tara, thank you so much for coming in today and helping us out with this mental health, well-being. It's important no matter what day it is. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. New Year's resolution? I've got one. Stop paying too much for cell service. Hi, Brian Mudd here for Affinity Cellular. They're offering up to three months of free service and a free flip or smartphone with a 30-day guarantee. Or keep your current phone. Affinity offers unlimited talk and text for as little as $15 a month. It's one resolution that's easy to keep. Visit AffinityCellular.com. That's A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y Cellular.com. Affinity Cellular. Everything you need and nothing. Nothing you don't. 
Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. You know, this holiday season is often embraced as a time to get together with friends and family and celebrate traditional holidays. However, sometimes what's a joyous time for some could be difficult for, say, older Americans. Yeah. Researchers have been observing the effects of both loneliness and conversely companionship for years and well, loneliness and isolation, not a good thing. With that in mind, welcome Dr. Jamie Heisman. How you doing, Dr. Jamie? 
Hey, Melissa, it's good to hear you again. It's yeah. good to be with you. Yeah, sure is. Now, you are actually traveling and you've made time for us today, and I do appreciate that. Oh, it's a pleasure. In fact, this topic is so important to us at WellMed and our seniors at Retreat that I'm so glad you're giving the coverage. It's, it's so, so needed today. Well, in all honesty, most of my listeners, fans, and family are uh, older. So I, I really love bringing these topics to the table because they are oh so important. And hopefully we'll reach some younger people whose heartstrings are tugged and they'll go back and hang out with the older generation and everything will be honky-dory. But unfortunately, that ain't life. So tell no, us what happens. It's, well, it's not, first of all, your younger audience are caregivers, right? Mm -hmm. They're taking care of our incredible colleagues, our moms, our dads, our seniors, and hopefully they do listen to this because at the end of the day, they provide, I don't know, $400 billion of in-kind care, and it will be up to them to understand isolation and their loved ones because it's going to come back and impact them and their need to be able to be present and to caregive their loved ones. Ah, yes, most definitely. So do you find that a lot of seniors are isolated still, even though the pandemic, for the most part, has calmed down? Absolutely. The seniors, unfortunately, become more uh, isolated as they become less mobile. And sometimes it's a state of mind. Sometimes it's a medical, chronic, or, or terminal illness. But at the end of the day, before COVID, people isolated. And what we said at WellMed was that isolation is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day, Ooh. literally. Because what isolation does, it takes your whole neurological system and it puts it into fight, flight, or freeze mode as opposed to being connected to others out there to co-regulate. So we sit along and we sit with our minds and our minds go into this, this kind of shame spiral and this negative depressive sort of anxious place. And we don't have a way to connect and, and kind of air condition it. Hmm. Now, there definitely is a difference, right, between living alone and feeling isolated. Oh, there so is, Melissa. I'm glad you bring that up. You know, one of the real views of mental health is the fact that we can live alone and we can be okay with being alone and we don't need others to complete us. That's for sure. But even those who live alone understand that there must be a balance in life, which is their emotional self-regulation, which are fun things to do or things that connect them, their hobbies, interests, I don't know, crocheting, walking, yoga, Pilates. Those are important things. But those people who live alone who also kind of are mentally well know that they need to be with others who are safe people, non-toxic people, people who don't bring them down. That's a whole different deal than those who are not aware of this are just isolating because of that fight, flight, or freeze response. So you're saying, though, that a lot, a lot of times people isolate because the situation is bad where they are? Maybe uh, they have a caregiver who's not really a caregiver but more of an abuser or just an ignorer. Uh, does that happen where they just isolate themselves and cut themselves off because of the cruelty or because they just aren't getting what they need? Well, you're so spot on in asking that question because we all think that since we provide care, that's a noble, sacred path. But to many, you're right, they do feel like a prisoner of war. They're in some sort of a hostile dependency, if you will. And the person that they're ta that's taking care of them is not aware that their loved one has fears, anxieties, and, and doesn't listen to their pain and allow them to bear witness or does things that I call toxic positivity and tell you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah instead of being there to listen to them. So 
there are many wonderful caregivers who see this as a sacred process and they are fair, consistent, available and present. But then there are others who are absolutely kind of in their own burnout and compassion fatigue, and they're not taking care of their loved ones in that safe way. And so in those cases, we hope that family members long distance as well as short distance get involved as many as possible in their loved one's care. Yeah, they definitely you have to be involved. There's, there's just, it's not right otherwise, in my mind. I mean, people that raise you, bring you up, give you everything that you need, then you just run away and just let these folks just, you know, whittle away to nothing. That's not how it works. It's not the, the play of life. You know, it's funny. We're talking with Dr. James uh, Heisman. He's the chief compassion officer at WellMed Medical Management. Um, you know, I, you know the Castaway movie with Tom Hanks. Even Tom took a deflated so- soccer ball and named it so that he had some companionship. I mean, if that isn't the best example ever. And, and then he was so sad, well, sad, when the thing floated away, right? No, you're so right. That's our innate desire to, we say, co-regulate neurological systems to connect. But I must admit, exactly what you're saying is so true, that our caregivers today don't realize that, that their seniors and loved ones are not disposable. It seems in America, more than any other place, we have what I call disposable people. People mm. are living far, far away. I dealt with the Fort Myers uh, Hurricane Ian and so many loved ones you know, weren't involved necessarily, and seniors lost everything, right? Uh, in China right now, which is something we, we could learn from, oddly enough, it becomes a felony not to take care of your seniors, not to take care of your loved ones, where sometimes in America, we just think that they're going to be okay, and we don't get engaged. Someone else like will do said. it. Yeah, someone else will get to them. I'm sure she's got friends, doesn't she? Yeah, loneliness, exactly. isolation, it is not healthy for your mental well-being at all. And uh, no. it, there, I mean, ultimately, it, go ahead. Ultimately, I just want you to, your seat, your, I want your listeners to know the body keeps the score. That in your mind, even if you think you can handle it, as a psychologist, I can tell you the mind can do amazing things. It can deflect, it can project, it can deny. But guess what? Your body keeps the score. So isolation will affect so many things, your kidneys, your liver, your inflammation inside your system, your cortisol levels. So realize that even if your mind is telling you you can do it, your body will keep the score. Yeah, most important. Now, earlier we were talking with a companion of yours, uh, Tara Kalise, about how it's so important to know your family health history. And I shared with her a story about how my grandmother assigned my uncle as lazy. Meanwhile, he actually had mental health issues. He was in and out of hospitals his entire life. Well, it was hidden from us, so we didn't realize that. And then when grandmother, who lived to be 99, living on her own with some assistance, okay, she finally told us that he wasn't necessarily lazy. There's, he didn't want to work. <laughs> Still not the answer I was looking for, but uh, it, it makes me feel like you know this, this woman didn't want to know any of that. She wanted to do things on her own terms. Anybody we brought into the house was very difficult for her to work with. She wanted only family. How do you address that? You You know, that is a a real, I call quarterback situation. That means that the primary caregiver needs to get all their loved ones, whether they're biological family or family of choice, which could be your neighborhood, your church, you know, your synagogue, whatever people around you who know you well. And literally get around, not in a loving sort of uh, difficult alcohol and drug confrontation, but in a loving sort of supportive way with their loved one to be able to 
bring their loved one into the process. Let them discuss with everybody what their needs are and then how each person around that circle can actually fill those needs so that you don't give them any chance to triangulate or skip out or divide or say, I don't like this person or that person. You get into a problem solving process with the loved one, giving control back to the loved one who needs it so much now. Mm. Yeah, it was hard enough when we had to take the car keys away. That is like, that, that's monumental, isn't it? Monumental. I've done so many interviews for, I remember my last one was at NBC a couple of months ago. Um, that is the toughest one, Melissa, because that is the one where actually you see and feel, experience the loss of independence. Now, people always say, what age should that occur? And I said, look, I see 50-year-olds that should have their, con their license taken sure. away, and I see 80-year-olds who should keep them. Mm -hmm. So it's never a question <laughs> of, of age. It's a question of certainly cognitive decline. It's a question of how you know, well we can actually perceive things around us. But don't ever think it's a process of age. But even if you do take the keys from your, from your loved one, or you have to for some cognitive neurological reason, you still get around the circle with your loved one. You make sure you know somebody who's going to take them to a certain place, that somebody's going to be with them at a certain time, and you fill in that gap, that gap of fear where that person says, oh my gosh, my life is changing. Well, you know, the other part is, I believe that most of our transportation systems, bus coordinated, things like that, actually provide services to get uh, folks who need the ride to their appointments, medical appointments and not. But what I do find is that people don't want to make that phone call. I don't want to be a burden. I, yeah, that, that phrase, burden. that's the phrase. How do you break Isn't that? that it? Can you? Can you break that? Yeah. I don't want to be a burden feeling. It's a tough one. In the book I wrote in 2006 with Lisa Gibbons called Take Your Oxygen First, um, caregiving got stuck into the, and senior care aging got stuck into this quote unquote mental health conundrum. Um, which means that we don't reach out. We don't want people under our tent. We don't. We want people to think we're supermen or superwomen. Where I really implore our patients and our staff as well that the most courageous thing you can do is be vulnerable and reach out and say you do need help. And and really, there's people out there that if they knew clearly what that help was about, could answer the help. So so many people might assume something's there, say I'll do this, I'll do that. But guess what? They're not going to do the right thing unless you actually reach out and say what your needs are. So that's the most heroic thing you can do if you're a senior, and especially if you're isolated, is to reach out to a loved one, reach a loved one or a family of choice and ask that question Perfect. and tell them what you need. Hey, we're talking to Dr. Jamie Heisman, and he's with WellMed, Chief Compassion Officer. We're going to be right back. Stay right there. There's no place like home for the holidays. Most of the time, that's true. But a lot of homes are filled with dysfunction, drama, and difficult family relationships. Christmas can often bring more pain and frustration than comfort and joy. Well, think about this. Jesus was born into a long line of sinners, even though he was without sin. His family tree includes liars, wicked kings, a murderer, and even a prostitute. Talk about dysfunction. But through it all, God was in control, accomplishing his master plan. Jesus was born so that we could be born again. When we place our faith in him, we enter a new family as sons and daughters of the living God. Now, all of this may not change your family circumstances, but maybe it can change you. Christmas reminds us that the Lord is able to make something beautiful out of anything, even broken family relationships. This is Bryant Wright, wishing you a Merry Christmas right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. 
Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Need quality health insurance for your family? Getting it is easy with a little help from Navigator. If you don't have insurance through your employer, a Navigator can help you find a plan that works for you. Don't wait. You only have until January 15th to enroll. Navigator services are completely free and there's no obligation just dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword navigator you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto dial text message from iHeartMedia. that's pound 250 navigator welcome back it is the florida roundtable we're talking about mental health and well-being we talked earlier about family health history we just talked about seniors and isolation and how important it is to reach out. You're not a burden. But with that in mind, with all that scope there, we need to talk about how to address the new year. It's right here. It's it's literally right in front of us. So how do we get off to a healthy start? Dr. Jamie Heisman is with us. How do we do it? How do we get off to a healthy mental health and well-being start to the next year? Well, you know, Melissa, this is a great topic because usually we think that these are going to be, oh, let's lose some weight. Oh, let's just go get you know a new job, a clothing. No, no. What you said is so important. If we can first get a healthy start by adopting ourselves, meaning we get into a relationship with ourselves and do the things that we need to do as as seniors and as caregivers for our own self-care, that would be the most wonderful New Year's resolution we can do. And we can start by the obvious things, which is, you know, number one, let's look at your home safety. You know, your New Year's resolution should be you know, that falls are the number one reason people end up in the hospital and actually the one number one reason why they begin to decline to finally end, leaving this earth. So look at your whole house. We get the caregivers engaged. Take a look at things like security systems. Look at the carpeting that's loose, you know, cords that are laying there, et cetera. And that would be the first thing. There's still a number of other things you can do as, as seniors and as caregivers to start the New Year's resolution, both for that physical space as well as your mental health. Well, we were talking about isolation and living alone, two separate entities, but they are intertwined. So if your mental health is going to have to is going to be take a hit over the holidays, first and foremost, because you don't have a lot of family around or you missed loved ones that didn't make it because of travel issues. And there were a lot of them. Uh, how do we get ourselves back on track? Do we maybe postpone a holiday, start something, a uh, tradition? What, what kind of things can we do? Well, the first resolution I would make is to break the isolation. That's it. Isolation is never, ever an answer. In fact, it's always the, the beginning of the end, I would say. So minor changes to your social routine can prevent loneliness without really overwhelming you. you know, so don't overbook yourself with activities with loved ones at church or, or synagogue, wherever you go. Start with very, very small outings, like, like visiting a local library and talking to a librarian or go with a friend. Find a person who used to be your friend if you will, one that was not toxic, one that always you can count on and start nurture, nurturing that. Go have tea with them. Have them come over for tea. Do the things that are small, putting just one foot. We say that, you know, a journey to a thousand miles begins with a single step, Melissa. And so if you break this resolution, uh, I mean, take this resolution and break this isolation, you can do it in baby steps. 
I like it. Baby steps. Also what Dave Ramsey says. He's a good guy too. See ya. Speaking of that, what about financial woes? How do we uh, disperse the fact we just spent way too much money on the holiday and now we're looking at the new year and the bills that'll be coming and thinking, <gasps> how do we deal with that? This is a tough one. But again, this is something that you and I just covered in our last sort of uh, segment. And that is, we do not want to put secrecy around our lives. Secrets will make us sick as seniors, as caregivers, and as people alone. If you are really dealing with apprehension around financial issues or things that you have spent too much money on, make sure that somebody who you know, care about, and who has listened to you, has always been there for you, can be there as a resource to be able to help you get out of this, this icy fog. Sometimes we can't see the forest because of the trees. Certainly that may be what a money manager is for, uh, and, but I'm looking at really more lily pad. Who do you trust in your life? Who do you trust in your family that you can actually be honest and open with and say, help me put a financial safety net. Maybe it's applying for certain senior benefits from the area agency on aging or federal agencies, but go in open, go in honest, take the bag over the head and have no more secrets about that. Yeah, no more bag over the head. It's just not healthy. The thing is, uh, too, Dr. Uh, Heisman, is that the counties, every at least here in Florida, we try to take care of our older folks. We There are programs. I don't want to be a burden. That's not the issue. There, these are programs are here for you, uh, whether it's, again, trips to your medical appointments and back. Covered, less stress there. There's help with financing and how to balance your budgets and get on track for elderly. There's so many programs, but a lot of our folks are, you know, they, I grew up in the Depression. Well, that's good. Yeah, so you learned how to save and to every morsel counted, but what does that, is it relevant now, Grandma? You know? No, no. As a matter of fact, you know, we're very blessed, at least in this country. Oh, yeah. The federal government has what's called community of living, and they fund 700 area agency on aging around the country exactly. and you have a great one in your area certainly in orange county uh in the entire surrounding area to me i would be, give them a call immediately they are responsible for giving you the most amazing information not about just caregiving mm -hmm. not just about mobile you know let's say mobility aids and hearing aids but things that really will help us encourage us to to deal with regular physical activity support groups ways to keep mentally active you have an area agency on aging. Usually, I think the website is eldercare.gov. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. Mm -hmm. I believe so. And again, like you said, you know, we do have a lot of programs out there for our elderly. Whether or not you want to utilize them now, I can't drag you there kicking and screaming. But uh, the idea is there is help. There are programs. There's even Adopt-A-Grandparent where kids from local schools go and sit with uh, the older folks and read to them or whatever, do basic activities. But you cannot isolate. And all of this goes right back to getting your mental health in check for the next year. I mean, it's all it related. Yeah. At WellMed, we realize that it's not just mental health, not just physical health now, but it's also social determinants of health, which is like housing. You know, food. You guys have gone through a recent flood with Hurricane Ian. Oh, yeah. These are all things that impact our mental health. And to your point and to your listeners point, mental health in advancing years is as important, if not more, than physical health. That basically over 20% of older adults suffer from neurological disorders. But listen, go get an evaluation. Depression, anxiety, they can mirror cognitive decline. They could be like mild cognitive impairment. You don't know what it is. So go call your primary care physician. Go call your neurologist. Make sure you begin this, this resolution of no more isolation and looking at your own health care and, and do it in a way that, that 
is wholly different in 2023. Make sure they listen to your show and you keep them, let's say, totally <laughs> grounded and remind them with triggers and cues. How's that, Melissa? That sounds good. We're talking to Dr. Jamie Heisman from WellMed. Uh, yeah, it really does sound like a good plan to put all of that together. And I like it. So we should just stop right now. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seriously, uh, folks, there are so many things that you can do to get your mental health together. Most of the companies now, their insurance is just kicking in for the new year. Go get yourself set up. See what your company has to offer. From what I've seen, Dr. Heisman, um, in the last couple of years, maybe the last three years, a lot of bigger businesses are realizing that their employees need mental health help. They, ex they understand it. They're providing programs. They're out there. So if you're in the working force, check into that. First and foremost, everybody needs someone outside the situation to talk to. This is an entirely different time. Oh, we yeah. talked about isolation, loneliness. There's so many ways to deal with that. Go to your uh, business if you can. Go to the triple A's. What you have to do, no matter what, is reach out. And know this, and I'll say this is finally my last recommendation, is befriend your neurological system. Meaning, um, our whole life is about emotional self-regulation, which is connecting with others, walking around, you know, crocheting, yoga, Pilates, doing things that really, really kind of promote um, our neurosystem to be calm, and it's also to hang around healthy, supportive people that always will be there for us, that doesn't put us down, that are not toxic. So the key to life is emotional self-regulation and social co-regulation with healthy people. Find that in your church, your synagogue, your neighborhood. Go call a hospital nearby. They always have groups and support groups, and, and just reach out. Yeah, make an effort, okay? You, if you don't, then you have no one to blame but yourself. Because we're providing great tools here. The counties are providing great tools, at least in the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. Hey, name drop for me a little bit before we go, Dr. Heisman. Who are some of the fun people that you've worked with, written books with? Oh, oh my gosh. Just I literally had, I had the blessing and privilege of working with Lisa Gibbons. I began in television in 1992, uh, working with television that, as they, I called exploited mental health. Uh, and they took poor people with eating disorders and alcohol issues, and they put them up there, and they got ratings. I met some great people and I met some not so great people, oh. but one of the ones who was so wonderful was Lisa Gibbons. And Lisa and I started the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation in 2002. We wrote a book called Take Your Oxygen First. We followed her, her father, her sister around taking care of their mother with Alzheimer's. And it's for caregivers out there. I don't receive any funds from it. It goes entirely to the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation. But if you will, go to get Take Your Oxygen First. You start 2023 with your mind, body, and spirit. Realize that all the funds go to a charity, and uh, it's a good read. Try it out. Well, there you go. More information about Dr. James Heisman. I appreciate your help here. Chief Comfort. Is that, was, that, was that what the word? Chief Compassion, Compassion Officer. Officer. I love figure. it. Great title. Well, listen, we should all be Chief Compassion Officers. Forget it being one person. Indeed. Right? I agree. Hey, thanks for joining uh, us today. I hope you have a wonderful and happy new year. You as well. Happy New Year to you and all of the listeners. Bye-bye. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit flhsmv.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. 
If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651-That's 800-398-0651. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add five more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call us at 800-975-1374 and get your 50 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. Sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestrol.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. We're talking. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at FNNOnline.net.